What's up, everyone? It's Unconventional AF with Jaleel Wavy. And today I have a really special guest with me. I'm excited about this one. This was I was trying to get this man to be one of my first guests. Huh. Because he's just out here doing big things. DeAndre Hemby, professional yeah. drummer, worked with Jacquees, Lil Duval, and currently is on an international, yes, international tour with Teddy Swims. Yeah. And my brother from Rockford, Illinois. How you doing, Illinois, bro? Illinois, man. Shoot. Rockford, boy, you already know. Eight nights, boy. We had lunch, boy. We was going. We back in the trenches. Hey, like, yo, Keith, we was, like, legit, like, the crew, bro. Like, like we, we really we, messed with each other super heavy in high school. Oh, absolutely, bro. When me and you both, when I was the drummer boy and you, uh, you, uh, you know, acne, the glow up, before the glow up. Oh, ups. man, don't we bring both. that up. See, a lot of people, <laughs> like, now, like, in my adult years don't know, bro, how bad my skin was, bro. It was horrible. No, nah, bro, we, man, shoot, what? I mean, we just, man, look, we got, had his hand on the seat. Shoot, we blessed up. Shoot, you doing your thing with the podcast. And and I'm just grateful to be here, bro. Appreciate you having me for sure, bro. Yes, thank you for coming on. You're really out here making us proud and stuff. Man, absolutely, man. I try to. So when you originally started drumming, like, did you start as a kid? Were you forced to play an instrument? Like, how did all of that happen? No, absolutely not, bro. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I was uh, actually born with it. Um, I was born into a musical family, so uh, a lot of my family members played or sung. Uh, my dad was a drummer. Um, Godfather was a bass player. Godbrother was a drummer. Godmom was piano player. My uncle uh, was a DJ. My mom sung. So it was just it was just a huge musical family that I was always around and. Uh, naturally, I had it and uh, just picked up on it. And uh, it's literally the only thing I've ever really just, you know, always gravitate, uh, gravitated to. Like, play sports a little bit and everything else like that. But nah, it was uh, it was always music that I always, that I always fell back to easily. Yeah, I saw that you had posted on Instagram. You were saying how uh, people used to call you, like, lame and stuff in high school because oh, yeah. you would choose, like, drumming and, and practicing and stuff. Like I I don't remember that being a narrative around you. I remember you being that guy in really? high school when it comes to the band, to the band stuff, bro. I remember one time in a game, bro. They was carrying your drum set, bro. And you was just walking. <laughs> yeah, they did, man. I was the guy, and uh, to my bandmates and stuff like that. You know, you know they they thought I was cool. They thought I was a uh, talented. Nah, bro. When uh, nah, bro. When we was in high school, you know. Uh, we we had a group that we ran with, and of course there was people that you know would be the popular kids or whatever like that, the athletes or whatever. And yeah, we knew them, but you know, I I I definitely um preferred to go practice and spend my money on drums and um things of that nature before I was spending on clothes and being the freshest dude and you know stuff like that. So, um, I wasn't necessarily probably lame like in popularity, like. People knew who I was, just like people knew who you was. But you know what I mean? Like as far as like appearance and like, you know, I you know, I was a typical, you know, goofy, wanted to just play drums all the time, kid. So, 
you know, I'm proud of that, you know, because clearly, you know, where it's gotten me so far. But, yeah, you know, it's not a lame like that. It's just, you know, just people got their opinions. And, you know, that also drove me to just keep, you know, being better. Then now you can look at them and laugh. Uh, There's nothing to laugh about, I mean, because, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm blessed. And, you know, and I've been able to literally uh, see places and do things and go places on on other people's dime that only people, you know, rock for people. And Illinois people would only dream of being. Um, right now, we're doing this interview, and I am in UK, and I have been in the UK, all across the UK for the last three weeks, and have one more week here. And a lot of people don't even get outside of Miami or, you know, California or even, you know, Illinois. So, I don't sit back and laugh, you know, just I just take my blessings as it come, you know, and keep my head to the ground and do what I need to do and just keep moving. Nice. I love that answer. You moved to Atlanta when you were 18 years old. Uh, was that the initial plan when you was in high school to just like move and just figure it out? Man, absolutely not, bro. So, um, shoot, when we graduated, you know, I graduated the year after you. Um, I... I wild out the entire summer after graduation. <laughs> um, I had no idea what I was gonna do. Um, uh, me and you know some of the hometown homies, you know Corey and Contrell, my bro, got wrestling. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. You know Quay and Quan. You know we were just we bro, we just goofed off the entire the entire um summer. So about end of July, I was just like, man, you know what, I. I don't know what I'm going to actually officially do yet. I just know I want to play music and I can't play music the way I want to here. So it was either Chicago or um, at the time, at the time it was actually just really Chicago. I was going back and forth driving to Chicago all the time playing drums, but my mom had moved to Atlanta halfway uh, into my senior year. So it was, uh, I'm sorry, not halfway into my senior year at the end of my senior year. I'm sorry. She moved before I did, but um. I was just like, man, you know what? I'll just try Atlanta. You know, I got tired of the cold. I got tired of the same old, same old. So I was like, man, you know, I'll just go down there and stick it out for a year. If I don't like it, I'll come back. Went to Atlanta. Uh, ended up going to school. Um, ended up going to school. And right when I finished school is right when the road just started calling, like super heavy. So your first person, I believe, was what, Donnie McHurkin, right? Was that the first, like, professional, like, big name person that you started working with? Actually, no. So I did a couple things filling in, um, filling in uh, some stuff uh, in Chicago, a couple big churches and a couple, you know, gospel uh, artists around there. But actually, my very first, very, very first professional gig that kind of broke me through was um, I started playing for R&B legend Case. So I started playing for Case. Um, I started doing some dates with him and through him is how I started filling in, um, for Music Soul Child. Um, oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. The old drummer for Case, um, went on to do Music Soul Child. So I started filling in for music and, uh, from there is when, um, I had got a call from, uh, Donnie McClurkin's MD to, um, Come hang out and and fill the seat. That list so, long, ain't it? 
And it's and when I when I jumped off with Case, yeah, it, it just started popping off. Like when Case happened, Case was my first real gig. So um Case was my first real gig and I started with Case. That ran for about a a little under a year. Then I started filling in for music. But then between those gaps, yeah, I just started started moving, started doing spot dates around the city. You know, a lot of artists will come to Atlanta and necess not necessarily bring their bands. And um, you know, I just started filling in, you know, you know, for one offs and stuff like that. And then yeah, Donnie came in 2018 and that's when everything just like literally just skyrocketed. I was on the road with Donnie for consistently a year and then um and still still with him now even uh, when I'm not with Teddy but um was with Donnie for a year uh and a half actually and then Jacquees called us and that's when I started working with Jacquees and uh that ran literally into the pandemic and of course we sat down from there yeah pandemic boy that put everybody down boy it put us all down my boy thank god I saved some money I'll say, was that hard on you not traveling, kind of being stuck in the house after doing everything that you done did? Um, it got a little weird. Yeah, absolutely, you know. Um, it definitely got a lot, a, a little weird because it, it it put us free spirited people and creatives into cabin fever, into a box. Um, most creators, if people don't know, if you're listening to this, most creators are very free spirited. Um. Our drive and our ambitions come from the exchange of energies and vibrations through our, you know, through our arts, whether that's, you know, um, photography, videography, movies, and of course, especially music. So the lack of energies and vibrations and, you know, shows and, you know, music being exchanged uh, live, yeah, definitely had us in the rut and had us, you know, kind of sitting still like, yo, I don't know what to do feeling unproductive the whole nine, but, um, but, you know, other avenues did also open up as well. So, um, you know, that's when we got into a lot of things like verses, you know, and, you know, concerts that was being held virtually, you know, and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, it slowed down. Um, and it definitely put us in a rut, but we are just happy to be back outside, man. Shoot. I'll never complain about being outside again. After the pandemic. Yeah, so they had to change everyone's perspective. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was it was it was a wild time. So but we outside, we, we you know, everything's good now. So they done lifted the global restriction. Mm -hmm. So we good, bro. So how did the Teddy Swims, how did that link up happen? How did you make that connection to become a part of his band? Man, so um last year. Last year I was sitting, I was sitting actually at a gig, actually. I was at a gig. Um it was a Sunday afternoon. I'll never forget it. Actually, it was um it was a Sunday afternoon. And the current MD, uh the current MD, I'm sorry, his name is JJ. Um, we go back. That's that's one of my guys. And um he had called me and he was like, bro, uh, I'm in a bind. I said, Okay, cool, what's up? What you need? He's like, what you you know looking like for the next couple months? And I was like, you know, I got a couple, you know, whatever going on, you know, here in the city and, you know, one one day outside, whatever. And he was like, yo, is it possible for you to come overseas and do this overseas run with us, with uh, Teddy? Uh, he's like, you know, the, the current drummer can't make it. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, yeah, I, um, let's see what we can make, you know, happen. 
um, we got all the logistics worked out. We got everything worked out. And um, I went over there and uh, uh, started the European tour. And in the middle of the tour, you know, things just started clicking. Some, you know, some other transitions had happened out of my control. You know, that's that was at the at the time, you know, camp business. But um, some things happened. And um, before we, you know, well, when we got home, they offered me to see the official. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I mean, good vibes. It's, it's a great camp. It's a great guys. Um, Teddy is an amazing guy. Uh, the entire campus family, like um, some of these guys literally go back to like elementary school. So um, it's literally a family and uh, they take care of us. They take very good care of us. Man, I try to tell people all the time, it it seems like in this this entertainment industry, it's, it's all based off like personal relationships. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. It ain't what you know, it's who you know. I mean, you know, I'm not nowhere near the most talented drummer in the world i mean it's, it's a thousand a million drummers that can probably outplay me you know and um but you know it's just literally who i just got connected to who i was you know blessed to just be around and you know maintain good connections with uh that's the main thing you know it's it's yeah it's who you know but it's also who you are um because you know people can know you but they can't that they, they'll necessarily know you for the good stuff you know they can know you you know for you being you know, a jerk or you being unhired, you know, not clean, you know, not good with your hygiene or they can know you to be, you know, late or, you know, just that annoying guy. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely more so a reflection of of you because there's a lot of people out here that that's not working because of their known. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's more a reflection of you, of how you maintain it, how you handle yourself and carry yourself and you know, they try to have, you know, decent guys in the camp and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely who you know all the way through, but also who you are. Yeah. I say, like, do you play any other instruments? If not, what other instrument would you play? Man, I play, so I play enough bass and enough keys to um, help uh, arrange and program uh, some of our shows. Um, I haven't picked up a bass in so long, but, I mean, I still know how to play it to, you know, make make arrangements and stuff like that. Same with keys. Um, but if I had to play anything fluently outside of drums, I'd probably be sax. Really? Sax. Yeah, man. Um, I always love sax, but um, dude, actually our our mutual friend, Evan, mm-hmm. he's the one that we fall in love with uh um the saxophone, the tone behind it, the you know, the fluidity behind it. Um, it's just a beautiful instrument. And then um another one of my friends, Chris. His name is uh yeah, his name Chris uh from from Rockford as well. Chris Whitmore, he plays sax and yeah, just sax is a beautiful instrument. Really. Yeah. Sax or honestly cello. Mm, cello. Cello. In the, yeah. in the strings. Yeah, in the strings. Yeah. I feel like you could do it if you really try. If I try, but I mean I just I you don't have the time for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm kinda occupied a lot with, with drums, yes. Drums yeah. and Drums in the technical side of shows. So, like, when I'm not drumming, um, I'm still helping some of my uh, partners um, build and program shows. So uh, I work a lot remotely as well. Um, you know, in, in inter-exchanging files, you know, I send a session off, they'll send it back to me. And, you know, we'll work that way um, when I'm not, you know, being busy on the actual drums. But yes, it's, it's a lot that I kind of work in in the music industry. 
So what would you tell that kid, that kid from back home, right? That small town that's maybe going through similar things that you went through where people was teasing them, making jokes about them from just being different, having interest in other things that that potentially want to give up and stop doing those things. Maybe go to the other side, not the good side. What would you tell that kid? Man, I would tell that kid, honestly, um, I know how you feel. I know how you felt. You know, I felt, you know, what you feel now. Um, and if the music or even if it ain't music, if your passion is is what you wake up and go to sleep to. And I know it's cliche, like real talk. I know it's cliche, but it's it's the God honest truth. If what if what your passion is, is what you wake up to and go to sleep to. And it's literally all you think about, all you dream about. Go for it. I mean, it's a reason why it's there. Um, I put in countless hours of playing just because I wanted to play. You know, I would play in my basement as if I was playing on the stages that I'm playing right now. You know, I'm sure when uh, Michelle Williams, when she was singing in church and when she was singing at Auburn, you know, in the Kappa program, I'm sure she was singing as if she was singing, you know, with Destiny's Child and her own so solo project. When Fred was in the gym shooting countless hours, you know, to the point where they basically gave Fred a key to, to Auburn, you know, like... If you got it, if you really believe in it, you know, if you really feel it, keep going for it. It'll take you places if you if you allow it. If you do it for the purpose and not for the money, if you do it for your passion and not for the money, it, it'll always take care of itself. There's there's not been one time where um where I thought more about the money than I did the the playing. Like I actually play for free. You just pay pay me for my time like because I love playing you just pay me for my time I'm just I know what my time is worth if you want me to be out if you want me to do something if you want Fred to do something if you want Fred to be somewhere if you want Fred to play basketball I'm sure he would say the same he plays basketball for free you just paying him to you know just to you paying him for his time his talents exactly all the work he pay to get there but you can't pay somebody for their actual passion so um yeah, just keep going for it. Keep going for your passion. Keep going for your dreams. And don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Yeah. Teachers included. Because there's a couple teachers that I would love to go back to and say, I make your your salary. And yeah, okay. But. Yeah, we, we, look, we don't need you to put your bread out there, bro. We don't need you to brag on them like that. Yeah. No, nah, it's a couple. It's a couple teachers that you know that that it's a couple adults. I ain't even gonna say teachers. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you saying you know what would you say to the naysayers? Well, I mean, the naysayers are some of the adults, man. Somebody yeah. tell you, hey, that's not really a realistic dream. Like, put your, you know, put that energy into a trade. Put that energy into school. But if you know that's not something that you really want to do, you know, what I mean, you know, that's the that's the that's the truth. People will tell you, oh, it's not gonna pay what you think it is. It's not gonna take care of you the way you know you think it is. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. If you do what you're, if you have a purpose and you know that your passion is undeniable in any regard, the money will come. I promise that. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of times with just adults, they don't either. Their dreams was probably crushed when they were kids. Or, you know, a lot of times they just don't see outside whatever their little box is. Exactly. No, and that's very much so true. 
Yeah, but don't project that on somebody else's dream. You know, that's just that's Even just more crazy. So, you know, yeah, it can, you know, it can go into another type of conversation. But you know, it's it's also you know the environment that you in, this you know the city that you in, you know all of that. You know, it all plays a, a factor. You your 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 eyesight will only go to what you're consumed with. So if you're only consumed with 815, that's all you're going to know. If you're only consumed with Illinois, that's all you're going to know. If you're only consumed with the USA, that's all you're going to know. So, you know, some people, they just don't know any better because they haven't been exposed to better. But just keep keep driving, keep grinding, always strive to grow, never get stagnated, never think that you're the best, never think that you're um that you've arrived um i love this seat that i have i love every single time that i sit on drums but i can know um i could fall down some stairs tomorrow and break my leg and or break my you know whatever and that'll be it you know what i mean so just be appreciative um every day of that you get to do what you love to do or even if it ain't something as drastic as breaking my leg you know something could happen right now and they'd be like hey we want to go a different direction Teddy don't want a band no more. He want a DJ, you know. <laughs> Stuff like that happens. So just you know, appreciate the moments that you are or that you're that you are in currently, and uh, just uh, never worry about what's next. Just live for the moment now, and make sure that what you're doing now is making you happy, making you healthy, and giving provisions for the future. But don't worry about the future. The future will take care of itself. Just enjoy the now. Mm, look at that preaching. You can tell you come from the church, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm definitely choosing on church born and raised all the way. No shame in it. All the way. You could just end it right there with that. That was great what you just said. Uh, like I told you before, like, proud of you, bro. Seeing you come from, you know, little Rockford, Illinois, to you traveling around the world playing drums, something that you just love to do. Like I said, witnessing you. Being that that head drummer in high school, people carrying your drum set, bro. Like I never forget that, bro. So I literally remember, <laughs> like, this thing. I remember. His drum. I remember the game. It was a uh, homecoming. Homecoming two thousand. Homecoming two thousand twelve. I think I, I said something to you, bro, and you just laughed at me. I'm like, they that you carrying the drums? Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't homecoming. It was senior night. Actually, it was funny enough. <laughs> it was senior night. It wasn't even homecoming. So, yeah. That that was their idea. I was just like, yo, like, okay. Less work for me, right? They wanted me to play the actual drum. So I was like, well, how how they going to get out there? Because I'm not going <laughs> to. So uh, that's incredible. Well, thank you for coming on, man. I've been waiting for this for a while. I appreciate you, oh, you doing, coming on oh, the no podcast. Problem. You ever want to do a part two? Let me know. Just, I got just, you. Yeah, uh, I don't know, bro. It's been it was a struggle trying to get you on for part one, so I don't know if it's gonna be a part two, bro. It's just the schedule, man. It gets it does get it it does get hard with the off days and stuff like that. Yeah, but we I got it done. My, I had to force myself to really stay up because really I I want to go to sleep. I want to mm -hmm. take. I was like, we pulled up to the hotel. I know this. We we done with the interview, right? Okay. No, it's still recording. Okay. Oh shit. Well, whatever. Man, shoot. I pulled up to the hotel literally about. An hour and an hour, probably an hour and ten minutes before we got on the the interview call, and I was like, "Man, if I lay down, I'm gonna miss it." So <laughs> I went to the lobby. I sat in the lobby for a few minutes, and then I 
came up here and started trying to get myself ready. But well, thank you for making my little podcast a priority. I appreciate nah, I that. A little podcast, bro. Humble beginners, bro. It's gonna go somewhere one day. That's the goal, right? That's the goal. That's, That's the, the goal. goal. Let people so, know where they can follow you at. Man, so all my all my socials, all my socials are Dre H D R E H two three four one. IG, Facebook, the whole nine, um, Twitter, everything. Snap, even Snapchat. Don't be on Snapchat being weird though. But um, <laughs> yeah, all my all my socials. Dre H D R E H two three four one. Simple. Yes, and y'all know y'all can subscribe to the podcast Unconventional AF with your little wavy on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I told y'all we was gonna be. I was gonna be consistent with the episodes. I'm. I'm trying to get them done out here, talking to some great people that's doing some great things. Absolutely, bro. Well wishes on this podcast to all the listeners. Y'all be blessed, Jaleel, my dog, my day one. Appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you having me.